Coming up on today's show, a guest loses his fingers on Pirates of the Caribbean. Guests are evacuated from the monorail after a lightning strike. And new merchandise is on the horizon for this coming fall. And in the first of a series of segments we'll be doing, it's Mom versus Dads. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. The Diz Unplugged, episode 721 for the week of July 15th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Jenny Lynn Knopp, sitting in for Pete Werner. And this week, I'm joined at the table by my good friends, Corey Martin, Kathy Whirling, Sean Michael Noah, and special guest, Scott Garland, a.k.a. Scotty Too Hottie. Back in the production nook are associate producers, Craig Williams and Sean Thompson. <laughs> well, there you have it. Okay, so for housekeeping this week, we want to remind you Pete and Dustin are in Hawaii with Dreams Unlimited travel agent Tracy Heinrichs. They're working on a segment that's going to be airing August 19th and discussing an Alani vacation that includes island hopping around Hawaii. So we all look forward to that. Should be some good stuff. And then we're missing Kevin and John this week again because they have family from out of town. Um, so we're looking forward to their return in a couple weeks. I also need to remind everyone to be sure to download the Diz Unplug app for the iPhone and Android. It's free, and we're hearing really great things about that. Everyone's loving it. You can listen to all of the past episodes of the Diz Unplugged, so make sure you get yours. Um, also, we need to go over the upcoming Diz meets that are to raise money for Give Kids the World. We've got quite a few of them. Next one is Nova Scotia. That's coming up August 8th through 10th. That's going to be in Halifax. Then we're hitting Indianapolis on September 6th. Our New England meet is going to be October 3rd through the 5th. That'll be in Plymouth, Massachusetts. And then we have Arizona coming up in October, October 24th through the 26th. And I'm not done yet. We need to talk about the Disneyland show synopsis. Just a reminder to tune into the Disneyland edition for the Diz Unplugged, which airs every Thursday. You can subscribe to them on iTunes or check them out by going to thedizunplugged.com. This week's show, Michael Bowling is going to continue his lead up to next year's 60th anniversary of Disneyland. And they'll be looking at opening uh, day with Tom, Tony, and Mary Jo. Uh, you're going to check out the new menu with them at the Alfresco Tasting Terrace as they begin drinking around California Adventure. And then also Thursday is Disneyland's 59th birthday, and Tom's going to be in the park celebrating. So follow at the Diz on Twitter for updates on that. Does anyone else have housekeeping that they wanted to talk about? Oh, real quick, I just want to say happy 10th anniversary to my wife. I doubt oh. she's watching right now, but oh. tomorrow is our 10-year anniversary. Happy anniversary. Oh, pretty cool. Yeah, there so. you go. Yeah. Very, very cool. I also wanted to say hello to Andy, who is a viewer, and uh, he's got some stuff going on. We wanted to shout out to you, Andy Marks, and um, hope to hear from you. So, okay, uh, Hall of Fame this week, we have an entry from a cast member, and that comes to us from Sophia in West Virginia. She writes, 
We had a goal to ride the Tower of Terror ride as many times in a row as we could. The queue was short for most of the day, but towards the end of it, the line started to grow. After our 12th ride, we were disappointed because we wanted to make it to that lucky number 13, but the line was too long and we were exhausted. But this lovely cast member not only encouraged our 13th ride, she also took us backstage to avoid the queue and placed us right back in front of the elevator for our notorious 13th ride. The Disney magic was strong with this one. So, <laughs> congratulations, this lovely cast member. You have now been <laughs> inducted into the Cast Member Hall of Fame. That's actually really kind of cool, yeah. I think. That's a special touch, yeah. trying to make that goal, and it wouldn't have been possible if this lovely cast member <laughs> hadn't stepped in to help help that. Um, all right, so poll results. Uh, we want to remind everyone that we are looking for you to give us your favorite moments of the show over the past eight years. Sean's going to be selecting a winner each week. We'll read that person's name, but it's going to be the same poll continuing until July 28th. So uh, keep giving us your favorite moments from the show. And each week we'll be picking someone to win a $50 Disney gift card. This week's winner is Otto Tielemann. I hope that I said that right. <laughs> and... Um, he had something really cool to say. I liked it. He says, there's not one specific moment I can recall and uh, that he can call the best for him. But honestly, he really loves the integrity that we present on the Diz podcast. He says, it's very easy to get swept up by the theme park world, but being, uh, being positively critical is the best thing. And I love the Diz for that. Maybe one moment that he singled out would be the rant on the reactions from the Maleficent movie review that we had a few weeks ago that got a little tense. Okay, so um, he says, a big bow for standing for your team and not being afraid to call the out the ignorance from some community members. Thanks for all eight amazing years. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. I think that is one of the things that makes us stand out as a podcast. There's is, no sugarcoating here. No, yeah. no. But at the same time, we all still love Disney and we just kind of... Yeah. When you love something, you want to, you know... You want to try to improve it. You know? Right, exactly. You say it like it is. It's not all pixie dust and rainbows all the time. So, yeah, all right. Well, at this point, we have the news. I'm going to throw it over to Sean. All right, so uh, our first news story is very exciting. Uh, Magic Kingdom guests got tips of fingers cut off on Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, a guest on Walt Disney World's attraction, Pirates of the Caribbean, got his the tips of his two fingers cut off on the morning of July 10th. The injury was confirmed by the Reedy Creek Fire Department, and the guest involved was a male from the United Kingdom. Which, I don't know why that's important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the tip of his pinky finger and his right ring finger were cut off, though the exact method of injury is not yet known. There are several rumors going around, some of which state that he had his hand in the water as the boat went down the drop. There are no confirmed details yet verifying if this is true or not. Uh, the ride was shut down for inspection for five hours, presumably to get the fingers. <laughs> and uh, the attraction opened up the same day, five hours later. The injured guest was taken to a local hospital. Well, I think with that, it's safe to say that when they tell you to keep all hands and everything else inside the boat, that's not a joke. I gotta, this baffles me. I don't know why someone would have their hands in the water at all. Yeah, I got, you always see the people splashing and yeah. doing stupid stuff. But, but not have, going down that To have your hands so far yeah. into the attraction that your fingertips are going to get cut off. I don't know. Maybe he's got like crazy long fingers or something. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. His, yeah. <laughs> his daughter was posting on the Diz. She had started out posting on a British website and then came to the Diz and said a few things. And she said that what they always did is they put their hands up. Mm. But that 
is not what the dad said. I was going to say, I don't think he got his fingers cut off from him holding his hands up. Well, everybody was trying to decide, you know, how tall he was that because there's an envelope, apparently, that they, they do that with when they're testing rides to make sure that nobody can do that. But then he came back later and said that he had stuck his hands over the side of the boat. Hmm. Yeah. That seems they need like ride. the more likely story. They need ride test dummies. You just put them in there and keep their hands dragging. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, see how many fingers they come back with. Yeah. But you know... Uh, this isn't the first time. I think I've heard a story like this similar, like a couple months ago, where some kid did the same thing, or teenagers just decided to stick his hand underneath the boat during the drop, and his hand got mangled too. So this isn't the first time uh, that I've been. Maybe the first time you guys heard it, but I've heard this story once before. So. And did you say they didn't find his finger? No, I didn't say that. I, I kind of made a joke about that. But they yeah. said it was reattached. Yeah. So I, I think he's doing okay now. He went to the hospital. And I don't know if for sure that his whole fingertips were removed. It could have just been a thing yeah, where, like, yeah. they got yeah. cut and they were oh, okay. now. Wait, which, which two fingers we again? We don't need, oh. Uh, his, his right <laughs> yeah. pinky and ring finger. So he's, like, forever Disney pointing now? Is that what it is? Or something. <laughs> yeah. But he also said when he got off, all he wanted was Band-Aids. He was very mm. nonchalant about okay, it. Okay, so that makes me think that his fingers weren't completely Just removed. Just a flesh wound. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but a scratch. But I guess this is where we, we have to say that's why they tell you to keep your hands inside the boat. Yes. Because things can happen. In multiple languages, so... Mm-hmm. Although they speak English in the United you Kingdom, You would hope that they so would have known, yeah. He should have definitely known, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Hands and fingers and everything else inside the boat at all times. Right? Yeah. Um, well, like Sean was saying, uh, this sure, I'm sure this happens a lot. I mean, you hear about people getting injured and stuff, but this made like national news. This was mm-hmm. a big story. I mean, do you see this like a lawsuit coming? You know, everybody's trying to get rich off Disney. They do something stupid. I would hope it doesn't they want to sue. That. Yeah. Yeah. But if he only needed band aids, it sounds like this might be more media running with it. Right. Than, that, than yeah. You wonder about that. You know? Yeah. Actually, I'm surprised I haven't heard many stories about kids doing this. You know, I feel like a lot more kids would be putting their hands out and wanting yeah. to touch the water yeah. more than adults. So I, I've definitely seen quite a few kids do it. Anytime mine, even if they're like barely outside of the boundaries, I freak out. Talk to it. And I won't let them hold up their hands on Space Mountain. So that's called good parenting. So thank you. I think little kids are supposed to sit on the inside, right? Do they? I I don't, I forget the age, uh, like the age cutoff for that, but I know they make a lot of. But when you're one mom and you have three children, you can't be on both sides of the boat. A kid has to be on the end. So. You just know. keep switching Doesn't, back and forth. On the yeah, ride. right. <laughs> the one, you like, the one for you, their the, safety. The one that yeah, you that like the least, you put on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. So. Lightning monorail. Our next story: uh, Walt Disney World monorail evacuated after a lightning strike. On Sunday, July 13th, an evacuation of monorail gold took place after a lightning strike left the vehicle stranded on the track near Wilderness Lodge. Originally reported by Wesh TV, a local Orlando news affiliate. The evacuation of about 120 passengers occurred between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m., while the train itself sat on the beam for several more hours. According to the report, some passengers were taken out through panels on the roof, and they were tied to safety lines, then walked across the cars. Other passengers exited through the cabin doors, down steps, and onto a cherry picker. No guests were injured uh, during the evacuation. Uh, As for the official reason for the evacuation, Wesh stated, Uh, Fire officials confirmed the monorail lost power due to a weather-related issue, and Disney was unable to restart the monorail, so it had to be evacuated. Walt Disney World has not yet confirmed whether or not the evacuation was caused by a lightning strike. Upon being evacuated, guests were reportedly offered bottles of water and were loaded onto buses to bring them to Epcot. 
Once there, the guests were rumored to receive complimentary tickets and gift cards. I think that these were the luckiest people (laughs) in the state. I've been waiting for that to happen for years. Has this ever happened? Has the monorail ever gone down like this before because of a lightning strike? It's actually caught on fire before. I remember seeing pictures. Mm -hmm. I think think it was the Epcot line. It was a really bad fire. Well, the last big evac I remember happened kind of right in front of Magic Kingdom at about 2 in the morning. So it was during an extra magic hours. They were just getting ready to stop operation on it and then it stopped right outside of the magic kingdom Hmm. and they had the fire department there with the pickers getting people down but it's not the first time it's happened and you know they actually they have a special vehicle that they use just for the monorail for that that the the reedy creek fire department Mm -hmm. uh, has a uh, a truck that they use just for monorail evacuations. If I wasn't with my kids, I think it would be kind of cool to yeah. to walk on on, oh, on the top of the monorail. Yeah, like, get a whole you know, it's like on a action I'm movie or something. Of, I'm afraid of heights, but even I would have liked that. That would have been wicked cool. I Except think not with my kids, like you're saying. If my kids were there, yeah. they would have been in panic mode, and yeah. it would have been a totally different story. So I, I actually know someone that was actually part of this evacuation, and so I got some photos from her. So we're, we're showing a couple of them now. But I think the, her her biggest thing, so she said it was awesome. However, it was almost two and a half, two hours. I think it took like an hour, 45 minutes for this whole process to go. Meanwhile, the windows are open, the roof panels are open, and it was super hot and muggy. Mm, so yeah. you're in this you know, compartment for that long that that was kind of, it, it was cool that she got to go down a ladder and stuff and get onto this cherry picker. But at the end of the day, it was two hours of almost yeah. high, you know, sweaty, kind of sitting in a metal box in, in the Florida heat. Hey, they got so, a yeah. bottle of water. They did get a bottle of water. <laughs> they yeah. got water. Now, I just pictured the cast member down at the, on the ground going, okay, now over here to the bus. You know, like they made it like it was a big adventure or something. <laughs> Maybe. Is that how it went? Do you know that's how it oh, Actually, so the interesting thing is when this was first being reported, they were kind of pulling tweets and people's reactions from social media. And there was this one tweet well, I, I'm not sure who exactly it was from, but it seemed like it was from a teenage girl who said something. She was being overly dramatic, and she said, OMG. OMG, I'm being evacuated from the monorail. I'm convinced I'm going to die. And it was like this overdramatic tweet. And uh, so a bunch of news channels picked that up. So everyone kind of got the impression that it was this big, dramatic thing and that it was you know, really kind of scary. But from what I understand, everyone seemed to be pretty calm and understanding, and the, the evacuation was pretty smooth. So... I think, I think, like you said, like the worst thing would be like stuck in one of these cars, especially if it was packed, being so claustrophobic right. and just the heat. That would be disgusting. Oh yeah. I think it would be worse if you were a parent with young children, yeah, stuck in a monorail cab for two hours and no working iPad. Like <laughs> if the battery went dead yeah. or something. Oh, that that would be my OMG tweet. Right. Disney does train for this, though. So in, in their world, this was probably like nothing. It's like, hey, we finally get to do what we've practiced it so long that, you know, for them, it was probably like another day at work. Uh, I think they got a good deal out of it. Who gets to say they were evacuated from the monorail? Yeah. Right? Do we know how much the gift card was for? I don't know any of those details. And those are still $50, maybe. Bottles of water? One bottle of water? That's like a $17 value. Free park admission is pretty good. I think that's a big enough deal. That's pretty But of course, this led to a kind of a big conversation online about, you know, are there going to be lawsuits about this kind of stuff? Are people going to kind of go crazy about that? And whether, oh, I was inconvenienced, blah, blah, blah. That's my fast pass. That's not um, where that goes for me. It's if they're gonna really. actually go into no monorail drivers and like 
in the future and make everything automatic. What happens in a situation like this where you don't have that driver right away who can start to calm people down and yeah. explain what's going on? Well, well that's that. an interesting yeah. question. Did the driver actually play a significant role in this? I'm sure he did. I'm sure he... At least to be on the intercom and say, yeah. hey guys, you know what? We've got a problem here, but we're going to be able to fix it, blah, 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 and then take Do the action. Do they not have some kind of intercom system that can communicate with the monorails from elsewhere? I mean, we have Pete communicating to us from Hawaii. Yeah. And I, I'm sure they do, but it's a lot different whenever you actually have someone that you know is right there talking to you. I mean, working at enough attractions where you have to do evacs, it, it makes a big difference having real people around and not just some voice in the sky. Please stand clear of the doors. I also want to Please stand clear of the doors. Please stand clear of the doors. I think the automated ones are supposed to have a live cast member there, even yeah. if they're not driving, but they're supposed to be there for just to be supervision. Present. I'm pretty sure that was part of the deal. So there's going to be like a know. monorail babysitter. Yeah, kind of. Just to override. In chat, something off of an iRobot or in something. In chat, people are talking about the bathroom situation and being in the, the monorail for two hours. <gasps> I didn't even think yeah. of that. I didn't either, oh, actually. Before. Yeah. Horrors. I... Maybe we shouldn't have this discussion. <laughs> I'm sure people had to do something. I don't know. <laughs> Monorail yellow's down. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. Well, okay. Yeah. Next All right. one. All right. So this is kind of a, a more lighthearted one after the, uh, the, the two that we just had. Uh, Disney Parks blog reveals new merchandise coming to Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Uh, earlier this week, the Disney Parks blog announced new merchandise that will be arriving in parks on both coasts this year. The retro-inspired character collection, which is out now, consists of dishes, mugs, and glasses uh, that feature a vintage food-related design uh, with popular Disney characters. Uh, Minnie's Bake Shop and Mickey's Ice Cream Bar are just a couple of the designs available on the set. And also continuing with the popular retro trend, uh, new merchandise is coming to Downtown Disney's new store, uh, the Marketplace Co-op, this fall. Uh, in addition to some new shirts and some vinylmation, the co-op will now offer unique metal trays uh, that look like they came right out of the 1970s. They've got this cool um, map design with the two states. So in Disneyland, they'll offer a, uh, the state of California. with It looks kind of like an old tourist map where you've got the different landmarks across the state. And then an illustration for Disneyland. And then over here, we'll actually offer uh, a Florida version that shows kind of like, it reminds me of the Vacation Kingdom mm -hmm. kind of illustrations that they would offer in the 70s. Um, so I think this is a cool step towards some new merchandise. I know we've talked about merchandise a lot um, the past couple of years and how things have kind of gotten stale. They're kind of the same things available. But now they're really picking this up. And we talked about the, the co-op. Yeah. I know, Kathy, you've, you've been there at least a couple mm -hmm. times, yep. and so have I. But the merchandise there is really unique, and I think those are really great souvenirs for people to get. I think with a store like the co-op, I think Disney's going to have to keep their game you know, completely stepped up from now on as yeah. far as yeah. merchandise is concerned because that store needs original merchandise like this. You just can't put like the, you know, just standard merchandise in there. You need like original stuff like this. It's an awesome store. Yeah. Scott and I went to it uh, a couple weeks ago. We'll be talking about that later on in the show, but I was really impressed with the merchandise that they have there, the home decor stuff, even like the makeup area. And it's just all very yeah. unique. Um, I enjoyed it anyway. So. I think I have that Florida one. I got it at a Goodwill. You know, the retro one? Yeah. So maybe well, it'll be more popular now. Well, that's a good point. I think this whole retro uh, trend is, is coming back. And these things that you've seen, you know, people get them in thrift stores and stuff, but now they're going to be sold new again. Yeah. I think people go crazy for them. 
Well, because they're wicked cool. They are. When you're talking about metal trays, you mean like TV trays or platters you know, that just you like serve you put your hamburger patties on? Or what are we Yeah, I would say a, a, a smaller tray that you could use in the kitchen, put drinks and stuff on. I don't think it's this huge thing. Okay. Um, and I think most people wouldn't even use it for that. I think most people kind of buy it as like a decoration, a decoration piece. Yeah. But very, very cool. I like seeing them add this stuff. I think the mugs are really nice too. They've got kind of like a cool retro 1950s mm-hmm. design. I think that if Disney Springs in general um, has stores that are as great as the Market Co-op is, it's going to be booming yeah. down there. I agree. I agree. That, is, that store is kicking. I loved it. Yeah. All right. So I actually do have a, another news story that just came out this morning, so we don't have a fancy slide or anything. Um, but the Orlando Sentinel is reporting that uh, Discovery Cove nabs the top prize for uh, from TripAdvisor, which is the oh. website where uh, users rank certain things on the internet. So this isn't like a big kind of company that's ranking things and giving reviews. This, these are people, mm-hmm. like everyone can just create an account for TripAdvisor and then leave their reviews for certain things. So I think that that's pretty important. That's massive. I love TripAdvisor. If I go anywhere, even like local, I'll look at uh, restaurants on TripAdvisor. I always the trust the... Uh, like the true reviews as far as like hotels and restaurants and uh, attractions. That's how we book all of our hotels yeah. through TripAdvisor. So that's a great. Uh, it is. So they, they actually released code. a list of what have been uh, ranked the top theme parks um, in, in the country. So to read a little bit, Discovery Cove, uh, SeaWorld's day resort that features, you know, the do- swimming with the dolphins and stuff, was ranked number one amusement park in the world for 2014. So this is actually even more than just in the country. This wow. is in the world wow. by TripAdvisor. Um, Universal's Islands of Adventure, Magic Kingdom, and Disney's Hollywood Studios were ranked second, third, and fourth in the U.S. Hmm. So this does go back to a, a domestic level. I'm surprised that Disney's Hollywood Studios yeah, I know, yeah. comes yeah. above wow. Epcot and also uh, Animal Kingdom. So yeah, what's that's that Lights about? Motors. That's, like, that's, that's, that's what up there. Everybody really loves it. it. Yeah. For sure. I was going to say Tower of Terror because that one, I always see so much, uh, you know, people talking about how much they love Tower of Terror. I love Tower of Terror. It's one of my favorite rides. Oh, Rock and Roller Coaster. I'm I was going to say yeah, Rock and too, Roller yeah. Coaster for me beats Tower of Terror. But. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just saying. All right. No, Sunset. I think Sunset was a great... I know, what was it, Mike Eisner originally, uh, you know, Hollywood Studios was supposed to be a half-day park or something like that, and then they expanded for Sunset Boulevard to make it, you know, like a whole day theme park. Uh, you know, I, I love that whole street, Sunset. It's mm-hmm. um, it's really nice, and it's got Fantasmic, which is the show I always cry at. Really? I always cry every time. You can ask any it of It is hot there. <laughs> That's why I got yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Crowded. Oh. So uh, yeah. the awards are based on reviews and opinions, posts by uh, users on the TripAdvisor travel website. Um, an algorithm takes into account the quantity and the quality of the reviews uh, for the theme parks and water parks worldwide gathered over a 12-month period. Um, so Discovery Park or Discovery Cove took the spot for last year as well, so two years in a row. Wow. I also think it's very surprising that Islands of Adventure beat out any of the Disney parks. Mm. Yeah, I'm just mm. really baffled by this <laughs> whole thing. The entire thing. I think that's exactly what it is. It's more yeah. of a vocal. I think crowd. it's and plus this is globally. This is pe- these are people right. voting from all over. So this isn't just right. you know yeah, U.S. Right. tourists. These are people from all over the world coming in and leaving these reviews. Yeah. Wow, I'm I'm just shocked. I mean, Harry Potter and Spider Man. Spider Man's still one of the best rides in the world. Uh, I think. You know, you like Transformers. It's too Transformers is too loud and too rough. I don't, I don't know. It's weird yeah. coming from a wrestler, I know, but <laughs> <laughs> but I really like Spider Man. I remember the first time I did it, it was just like wow. Yeah. It was, I, I heard a story, and I don't know if this is true. The day that the day that I went to Islands Adventure for the first time, I was in town with WWE, and they took us there, and we had a, a a guide with us, and he said that he had actually had Michael Eisner 
on a tour before us, and when Michael Eisner did Spider-Man, he said this is better than anything that, that we have right now. Hmm. I don't know if it's true, but that's what the guy told us that day. That's how I feel about the Forbidden Journey, the Harry Potter ride. I, In my opinion, you know, I'm diehard Disney, but in my opinion, the Forbidden Journey is hands down the best theme park ride in Orlando. So, I mean, that that explains Islands of Adventure to me, but I'm just shocked that everyone else has, you know, chimed in like that. Yeah. I, I kind of get Discovery Cove. It's hard to beat swimming with dolphins. That's such a unique experience. Yeah. I yeah. think that definitely stands out above everything else. You know, th- as much as I think, you know, th- Disney in terms of theme parks are, are, are definitely unique. Yeah. There's no way you can, I mean, compare. You pay it. for it. I mean, yeah. you definitely yeah. pay yeah. for it, but it's it's like, a, it's all inclusive. I, yeah. I think when you break it down, like, I mean. Like a castaway key or something. Yeah. Right. Where it's like the food's included. Right. I mean, drinks. everything's included. Parking's included. Except food's included. Yeah. And uh, and you also get the Bush Gardens or, or SeaWorld ticket with it. So yeah. when you break it all down, it's really not that bad for what you get. I mean, it's an awesome, it's an awesome experience. Just, just to leave in something for Corey, uh, the top water park in the U.S., according to this TripAdvisor uh, survey, is Disney's Blizzard Beach, huh, of course, sweet. followed by Typhoon Lagoon, and then Aquatica, which is SeaWorld's water park. Uh, went wild, uh, which is Universal's, is ninth in that list. Hmm. Wow. So, yeah, and then just to run through the whole list of ten is uh, in the U.S., Discovery Cove, Islands of Adventure, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Disneyland in California, then Animal Kingdom, SeaWorld Orlando, Cedar Point, which is in Ohio, and then Universal Studios Hollywood, and then Bush Gardens in Tampa. Epcot's not even on that list. Wow. I kept waiting for it, but no. Yeah. People drinking around the world. They don't. Yeah. Uh, they too drunk to go home to review. They don't have time to advisor. I regret stage of like, oh, I'm never going to do that ever again. I should not tell. Someone in chat actually pointed out that uh, this is probably um, kind of skewed because maybe the audience that uses TripAdvisor might be a younger audience. So that might account for some of these. These theme parks are kind of geared towards a younger okay. audience. Okay. Because something definitely feels skewed to me. But that makes sense to me. I mean, you, number yeah. two is is Islands of Adventure. You think all right. the theme park, you know, the thrill rides there. Yeah. yeah. And then for studios to come ahead of all of the other Disney parks, I exactly. just I'm a little confused yeah. by that. So I think that's a pretty good. I love the studios, yeah. but that just. It's funny though when I travel thoughts. and I talk to people, you know, uh, away from here, they they always tell me that they like. Universal better. I mean, you, you know, you guys know that I'm a diehard Disney person, but um, hmm. become more of a Universal person in the last couple of years. But uh, they always say that they like Universal better. So I don't know. Universal is geared more towards an older crowd. So I actually sure. really enjoy Universal as well. And Universal has really stepped up their game. Absolutely. Uh, you can feel it. I mean, it's it's crazy how how uh, the difference in the last year or two. I think with with what they call them, team members there. Mm-hmm. Team just, members. I mean, I've had some. I've actually gone to managers and say, I don't know what's going on here, but you guys, so there's something really good going on here right now. And and uh, when I said, can I talk to you for a second? He's like, is it good or bad? That <laughs> <laughs> was really good. Like I felt kind of like a dork telling him, but it, it just been. It's like every time I go there, like something really cool happens with their with their their people. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really cool to see. I think there's a there's a good there's a cool movement going on right now in Orlando. I agree. And then even in their special events, like I've been to Halloween Horror Nights the last couple of years, and that's a really incredible event. The The work that they put on going into those haunted houses, and yeah, I just feel like they're really, really stepping it up. So, all right. Well, caption this this week. We had our picture that we put up last week of Craig 
looking at something fuzzy. Um, <laughs> we, we had a few interesting captions come in. The first one was from Nancy Robertson, who said, Oh, dear, I shouldn't have eaten burritos for lunch. And then uh, Jacqueline Gordon said, Hey, Craig, it's me, Sean, over here in the astronaut costume. So... <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess. thought that was funny because it made you work for it. You had to look yeah. like a yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> little robot in the back. Oh, that, okay. Oh, it took me a second. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh. oh, okay. Um, and then John Sorensen um, put, sometimes when I get really nervous, I put my hands under my arms, then I smell them like this. Referencing <laughs> <laughs> Superstar. That's oh, great. That is okay. So, okay. All right. And then uh, this week we have a where in the world uh, photo for you. For those of you on video, we're going to show you the photo right now. And then for those of you listening, you can go to facebook.com slash disunplugged and check it out. And tell us where you think this photo was taken. We are really making you work this week. And I will admit that no one in this room knows where this is. I, yeah. <laughs> we who, guess, who but does, I don't know the official know. answer. Dustin? can't guess on, Dustin on knows the answer, yeah. Yeah, so we can't even give you any hints because we have no clue. Good luck with that one, guys. Wow. Did anybody guess the last one? The last one that was done? Remind me what it was. It was what? a tile. It was like a tile of oh, a ceiling. It was the ceiling. It was of uh, Rosen Crown Pub, I believe. But I don't know if anyone guessed it or not. Uh, there was one after that, too, oh, where it was like Mexico. I think someone guessed it. Oh, okay. There was two weeks of two tiles. Yeah, in a tile row. work. Dustin no was guessed, on a tile kick. Yeah, no one guessed the first one. They got the second. It was from all the HGTV binge watching. <laughs> it must be. Yeah. Well, this week it's not a tile. Um, I don't, but I don't know what it is. You just gave it away. Oh, well, it's not a tile. It's not a tile. <laughs> all right, on to rapid fire. This week we're starting with Corey. Oh, okay. Um, there are some changes uh, to the parking procedure at Port Canaveral. Um, before you would you would pay as you exit. Now you are you going to pay beforehand, which I think is is cool. That way you don't get that shock after um, after you cruise. Uh, you will pay to enter the lot. Booth one will be manned, and others will be automated. Cash or credit is accepted, and guests will receive a printed ticket and receipt. If you would like, you can make your reservation and prepay on the Port Canaveral website. So that's, um, I'd much rather pay and get it over with what? because you're excited. Like, okay, here's my money. Here's 120 yeah. bucks for my seven-day cruise. You're excited, and then you just didn't spend all your money on the cruise you were just yeah. on. Yeah. You to pay for parking, so you got to leave your car there. Yeah. But it's cool that you can prepay, too. Yeah. It's, it's nice to just take care of everything before you get there. So, all right. rapid, rapid. That was very rapid. We need everyone to not be so rapid because we're running <laughs> very, rapid fire. we're, we're not, going really quickly not so through rapid our time. Fires. Yeah. Everyone, not so rapid. Kathy. Should I talk really slow? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine is very rapid, too, that Buena Vista Drive down near downtown Disney, they are expanding it to 10 lanes wide. So they've really started. They had been doing some preliminary work. Now they've really started in earnest. So you may find lanes closed. Um, they're going to be building um, pedestrian bridges in a couple spots, but they're having dedicated bus lanes, too. So hopefully that will speed it up if you're on a bus. But another reason sort of to stay away from downtown Disney or, as I always say, pack your patience because it's really something else trying to get to downtown Disney. Yeah, I've been down there at night recently, and uh, it's been completely closed where they rerouted us onto. I can't even remember where it was, but you can't even get, get yeah. through there. It was later at night, but... Especially Hotel yeah. Plaza Boulevard, too. It's, yeah. 
It's, it's nuts right there. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I think when it's done, it's just getting through this growing phase. Through all here. the construction, it's yeah, crazy. When is that parking garage gonna be done? I think it was like uh, 2027. <laughs> <laughs> fall of 2015 or f- tw- fall of this year, oh. something is supposed to be done, but something. Disney Spring. I think the first parking garage, and then 2015 and 2016 is when like they're gonna do the second one and. Uh, 2016 is when it's all supposed to be done. That, that cannot happen too soon. No. That whole parking street situation is a complete disaster to the point that I don't really enjoy the idea of going to downtown Disney well, at the moment. The road issue and the speed limit thing isn't really that big of a deal because most of the time people don't even know that they can drive like anywhere faster than that. So like 35 miles an hour, that's... Yeah. That's not that bad. You're lucky if it goes 35 miles an hour there on a normal day with no construction. Right. So, Especially with all the stoplights. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that. I always feel bad about is we all get to go to the parks quite often. And I realize change has to happen. But if this is your first time or this is your once-in-a-lifetime trip and you come, um, there's not too many places you can go at Disney World these days that they're not working on something. It just sort of seems, you know, like they used to, make an attempt to sort of hide it or make it better for you while this was going. And now Disney's like, hey, we're just going to throw it all out there and we're just going to get it all done. And I just feel bad for the people. This is yeah, their first time. I don't understand that, that parking too. garage. Is that going to be visible? Like, is that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Has anybody seen plans for that, what that's going to look like? I don't know. It just seems like it's like right there blocking everything. The, mm-hmm. For downtown Disney? Yeah. Uh, actually, the p- big structure is actually already up already. So yeah, they're working on it. It's yeah. going to stay like that. So I'm pretty sure. Not, I, yeah, they're I not going to paint it or anything. Right. Well, no, it, well, like Disney Quest. Surprisingly, the, I have seen plans with plants. They're going to put some kind of like. I don't know. Do you think similar to like, like where, the Amazon? Um, kind of. Like at Disneyland? You know how they, they block off like right. the. Uh, there's a certain backdrop for right. the plants and stuff. Foliage. I mean, it pretty much blocks all of West Side. It seems like I know they're huge. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll use it to to advertise yeah, new movies. Yeah, yeah. That's right. true. And stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, be a big billboard. Uh, I do like that the buses, like on the uh, this new construction, they'll have their own lane. Yeah, that makes it easy. I like that for both reasons. If you're on a bus, maybe they can you know go pretty much straight there. But also, if you're driving, they're not in yeah. the lane in your way. Right. It's always you just a drive pain. Past. Yeah. Turning off to get into those parking lots anywhere is a pain, especially now because it seems like every place I try to turn to go into a parking space there's barricades and nope mm-hmm. you can't park here nope you can't there's usually I mean, space to go through those right. <laughs> those cones I don't believe those cones those are probably full yeah right I'll prove you wrong <laughs> this is definitely the first step for Disney Springs you know you gotta have people able to come first you gotta make sure that the path is clear before you have you know the attractions before you have the restaurants and the stores built because then once those are built the man's going to be high. People are going to want to keep going. So I'm glad that they're doing this now uh, before they get too busy into building the shops. Yeah. But I so. used to tell people to, if you had a car, take your car to downtown Disney. But now I say exactly the opposite. If you can take a bus, if you're at a resort, take a resort bus. Let them do the fighting through traffic. I you know, totally, try to find a parking spot. Totally agree with that uh, strategy there because it is a mess. And you said something earlier that I thought... I feel the same way, not just at downtown Disney, but there are these just walls of we're refurbishing this and we're refurbishing that everywhere. And it's um, it used to feel like it would only be, you know, isolated to one small mm-hmm. part of maybe one park. And they tried to scatter it so that it wasn't everywhere. But it does seem like it's everywhere now. And then it's there all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> 
come on. I mean, they do try to do some things on the walls and some of the part, like in Magic Kingdom where they have the scrims up. And I, I think that's sort of neat. I but would love to visit the scrim factory. Yes, yes, I would too. And they do try, but then like going through downtown Disney, I think they've just given it up and <laughs> just said, hey, we're going to do this and just live with it. It feels like a rat maze there right now. It sort of does, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he, he can't contain himself. What is happening what? right now? Uh, everyone in chat, they think you're naked because your hair covers up your shirt. Oh. No, so I'm actually clothed, everyone. I promise. No, I know. I'm not doing the show nude today. But then it made Although me think, that would be very exciting. But then it made me think of that Alanis Morissette video for Thank You India where she is naked walking around. Thank you, oh, India. See, it's exactly Thank like Thank you, that. Providence. Yeah, right? Thank you, Pete. Um, so everyone, she does have clothes on. Don't yes. worry. I'm dressed fully. I promise. Okay. <laughs> wow, that really threw us off track. So much. For Who cares students. about a stupid parking structure? Right. <laughs> Today is the Diz Unplugged, the nude version. <laughs> Yesterday was Naked Monday, so we're just celebrating here. All right, Sean Michael Noah, let's see if you can uh, pull us back. (laughs) Okay, cool, yeah. So the dolphins at Epcot Future World will be offstage from now until August 7th. Guests wanting to experience dolphins in depth will have to wait until the porpoise return. Porpoise? Porpoise Porpoises? 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 I don't know. They all sound good to me. Dolphins. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) They're on vacation. Huh? They're on vacation. Yeah. They are on vacation. They probably need a vacation. Where do dolphins go for vacation? Mm-hmm. Discovery, Discovery Cove. Discovery Cove. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, actually, uh, I had my, uh, one of my good friends actually took his girlfriend to do that Dolphins in Depth, and she loved it. They have a picture of it, and it was really cute. So it's definitely a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great experience to have. Um, I want to do it myself one of these days when I have 200 bucks in my pocket. <laughs> totally, yeah, I'll do it. So, all right. Well, uh, Craig? Me? Okay. Um, So, tonight, we didn't announce it in housekeeping, but we have another Universal show tonight going live at 7 o'clock p.m. on our live stream channel. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about Christmas in July. Ooh. Yeah. So, if you want to know what that means, you need to... uh, It's a very hard concept to understand. It is. Yeah. Especially when you live ra- in Florida. <laughs> no, I've been trying to wrap my head around it for about Doesn't a week now, so yeah. I, I think I finally got it. All right. I hope. I hope so, too. But no, it's, you guys never heard that song before? Christmas in July? No, is it no. like the Christmas shoes? No, you know that like animated uh, feature the with the, like Rudolph and stuff like that? I think it was like a second movie where they celebrated Christmas in July. And that's where we stole the idea from. Oh. You weren't supposed to bring that up. Whoops. <laughs> Copyright. But yeah, so tune in tonight at 7 o'clock or it'll be on YouTube and able to download it, uh, the audio version, on Friday. Yeah. So, yep. All right. And Sean? Okay. So... Mine's kind of lame, but I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little disclaimer to, yeah, we're throwing we're, out don't there. Don't have too high hopes. Way to hype it up. Um, so basically this entire year, Disney's been doing this campaign, Show Your Disney Side. So, you know, it kind of involved a lot of social media. So people kind of interacting with their accounts, kind of interacting kind of their passion for Disney with these different outlets. So I know that in the beginning of the year, they did a Vine campaign. And the commercials were all over TV where there were people showing their Disney side. And they were kind of acting like a Disney movie or kind of showing what they love. 
Um, and then they would kind of show you, know, they would record their own vines at home. You didn't have to be in the parks. It kind of interacted with them while they're at home. And they would film these things, and then Disney would retweet them. And then there was, there was a content. I think there was money involved, too. But to kind of continue this thing, and I know Craig talked about it earlier a long time ago, but they've had people draw um, sidewalk art uh, with chalk, either like in their driveways at home or on the chalkboard and stuff. And so they've collected these. And there was a blog post earlier this week where they kind of showcased a few of these, and they're unbelievable. Like these people went all out, and they did such a good job with these chalk drawings. Um, and there's different ones of all levels. I mean, there's some that probably kids have worked on, you know, having fun at home. Um, but then there's like some professional artists that have done those some as well. So my favorite one is this uh, Adventureland Dole Whip one, where they made this whole tribute to a Dole Whip, and it yeah, just looks great. fantastic. So I would definitely recommend going to check these out. And uh, and then it rains. Then it, yeah. <laughs> thankfully, this one was actually on a chalkboard inside the house, so they they'll kind of keep that forever. But I think it's a great way that Disney has kind of brought this out to involve you know, fans of the parks. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the best parts is that you don't have to be in the park. So I think a lot of people don't come all the time. You know, they, right. they'll go every, you know, few years, maybe every three years, five years. So to interact with the parks while you're at home in between trips like this, I think is really cool. Yeah. So. I agree. I think yeah. that Disney's done a really good job over the last few years in their social media department, just uh, different campaigns and events that they've done to interact with their fans especially like as you were saying for the people that can't get to Disney all the time uh, I mean I remember what that was like living back in Virginia and you're always looking away for a way to find your Disney mm -hmm. fix because yeah. you want to be here but you can't so you have to find some other way to try to connect with it and social media Disney store yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we used to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's the closest you could get. Yeah, yeah. The little animatronics and look at the window displays yeah. in the Disney store. But um, it's a lot easier now, especially with these things that Disney is doing, um, where you're not just finding your own way to connect with it, but you're actually interacting with Disney itself. I think it's really cool. Do we know of any other... Um, campaigns that they're going to be running to show your Disney side coming up? Uh, nothing really coming up, but they have continued to take people's pictures. So I know on their Instagram accounts, um, if you post photos about with and you hashtag it, show my Disney side, uh, they will take those and either show them on their Instagram accounts, but there's also a, a nice landing page where they're collecting those and displaying those for people to see. So it's kind of like an ongoing thing. So I think it's pretty cool. I do too. I think yeah. it's cool how they've kind of stepped it up like that. So. They also did that for uh, you know the Olaf summer vacation thing. You know we were talking about that. So it's it's a great way for people to interact. You know for that day, mm -hmm. see their picture up on there. They can say, oh, that was my picture. Oh my gosh. You know? I was obsessed with that. Ask Craig because he watched my Instagram when I went to the Frozen event. Um, that was one of we did we skipped over it last week, yeah. but that was actually one of my favorite things about the Frozen event was to take that Olaf on a stick mm -hmm. and carry him around everywhere and pose in different pictures doing different things throughout the day and um, yeah every every single one of those things went up on Instagram and one of my pictures made it into the show hey, cool. at the end of the night yeah so it was okay so cool. yours were on a stick yeah my, mine was Olaf on a stick I okay. brought him last week okay because when we went and got ours they were not on sticks I oh. had heard that I had heard somebody texted me and said Olaf was taken off of his stick because the cast members were having too hard of a time stacking the oh, sticks oh that makes sense it was easier to stack just Olaf but I think they should give Olaf his stick back because it's much easier for picture taking are you laughing oh. at me <laughs> well I went yesterday and Olaf did have his stick back so there's, a, there's a guy in the UK missing fingertips right now <laughs> <laughs> and we're worried about sticks on Olaf I am very 
concerned about the man who lost his fingertips. I hope that he leaves his hands inside the boat next time. Um, Sean Michael, how are the crowds? At? Have they been still extremely busy for Frozen, or is it starting to dwindle down now that it's been going on for two weeks? I will say I've noticed that, uh, especially like for um, the Oaken's trading post and stuff like mm-hmm. that in Frozen Funland, the line has gotten smaller, and I think that's because now Disney knows more of what they're doing. Yeah. They've seen it go on for two weeks. They've made the adjustments. Things flow more fluidly. People can come and reserve and stuff like that. So now that they have the process down, uh, at least stuff like Summer um, Frozen, uh, Frozen Funland in the back is good. Um, I haven't been to any of the shows yet, but... Um, I, I plan on doing it very soon with my family when they come down and visit. But it's uh, it's been, I want to say, a little bit thinner, actually. I think there was a big, huge burst of people in the beginning the first week, and then now it's kind of subsided. And I've been noticing a lot more of the tour groups, actually. They've been chanting and clapping a lot more than usual. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's... Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. We were there. When we went last Thursday... Both areas were walk-ins. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't wait in line at all, which I was really surprised because I waited in a almost an hour line for the Star Wars stuff mm-hmm. there, and I thought it would be at least that busy for Frozen. Nope. And it was walk-in. Was this on the weekend? Thursday. Yeah. Thursday morning. I think it's hard for anything to compete with Star Wars. I mean, I wouldn't expect the Frozen line to be as long as Star Wars. Star Wars weekends is well, a really yeah, big but deal. They've got you celebrities know, I, and everything else. And as I posted on Facebook that when they started to play the music for the sing-along mm-hmm. on the street, everybody just stopped in their tracks like, this was something so special. And it's like, really, how hard was that for them to do? But the looks on people's faces and the families just singing along, and mm-hmm. like, that's Disney magic right there. Yeah. Didn't cost them much of anything to do that. I agree. It's a good event. I, I really enjoyed it. So, All right. Well... We do not have a video package from Hawaii for you this week from Pete and Dustin, um, but they are there right now on the region's Pride of America, and they're going to be sharing their video later today on the Diz Unplugged Facebook page, so be watching for that. Be sure to check it out, facebook.com slash disunplugged, and uh, that will... They'll be updating us on what they're doing there and giving us a little bit more of a sneak peek for, that didn't come out right. Preview, not a preview. <laughs> We're going back to the two hours stuck They're on the, on the monorail. monorail. <laughs> <laughs> Where's those bottles? I took my joke. <laughs> Reported bottles. <laughs> Such dad jokes. <laughs> um, totally lost. Threw, threw me off again. Okay. Yeah, we'll be getting that preview of what's coming in August from them. And, and to remind everyone again... <laughs> The poll that's going to be going on through July 28th, we want to hear your favorite moments of the podcast over the last eight years, and we will be selecting a random winner each week to get that Disney gift card. So. We've been getting a lot of good responses to this poll, so I think it's it's nice. I think it's good that we're, we're leaving it open for so long because it gives people more chance to uh, What are we doing with this? Their... Is it just we're just getting poll results? Are we going to do something more? We're going to do something, yeah, we're going to have a, a big anniversary show where we yeah. talk about these moments that people have submitted, so... Yeah. And we're going to sing and dance. Well, there's right? going to be a musical yeah. number. It's hosted yeah. by Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be this huge spectacle. So everyone Olaf will be here on a stick. Yeah. Oh, we're bringing Olaf on a stick. And we'll be posting those photos up on Instagram. We'll be drinking mojitos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doing all that fun stuff. Showing yeah. our Melted Disney side. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, well, that sounds cool. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you again next time for another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And remember, for your own personal safety, please avoid all natural bodies of water and keep your hands inside the boat. Thank you.